1: Hello, and welcome to the show with me, Gillian Godsell. I'm doing a mini-series of interviews on women raising in Web3, how they do it, the problems that they face, issues, uh, positives maybe as well. And as part of this process, I'm very pleased to welcome Bridget Greenwood, who is the founder of The Bigger Pie and co-founder of the 200 Billion Club, to come and ask, to answer some questions. Bridget, thank you so much for coming on the show.
0: My pleasure. Thank you for inviting me.
1: No, I'm delighted because although you are, you have not raised money as a founder, you with the 200 billion club you are addressing that direct issue where there's not enough women founders getting receiving money so perhaps could you state the problem that faces and maybe maybe some stats whatever about the the that face women trying to raise money from vcs and from uh, uh, other angel investors
0: absolutely so the issue that we have is that there seems to be a very strong unconscious bias in in the vc process and the vc system it, it exists everywhere in our lives, so there's no surprise that it also exists in the BC world. Now, when through the work I was doing with The Bigger Pie, and I want to see how we can get uh, more gender equality, and, and those people who are fantastic at what they do, you know, to have the same opportunities as their male counterparts, that's when I discovered that 3% of all BC funding goes to female teams, 8% goes to mixed teams, and the rest go to all male teams. That was it's pre-pandemic. Shocking. Mm -hmm. post-pandemic it's actually gone down uh so the number of it's one and a half percent that is going to female founders why is it backwards and not forwards so there are there are a couple of um uh, ideas and thoughts around why that is in 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 the time since the pandemic we have seen um but we've definitely seen what happened last year in terms of of the bad actors and mm-hmm. the consequences of the highs that we had um you know ftx etc etc so there's there's not as much money that is going around at the moment we also have outside of the crypto world to uh, have financial issues and difficulty and money money is more expensive now to borrow so in these times what vcs are doing is falling back onto what they know and what they know is, you know, the 90% of their portfolio, which tends to be male founders. So that seems to be the negative consequence of actually, why don't we double our efforts down onto the people we already know and we're investing in, rather than taking that risk into, into new founders. Um, so I think that's largely what what's going on with that, which is... Frustrating for many reasons, including the fact that we have a lot of data research out at the moment that talks about actually what happened during COVID, what happens during, um, you know, financially difficult times when there's an awful lot of change. And it's a feminine leadership style that is best suited in these climates. But transferring that data into the unconscious mind of, of, you know, individuals, male or female, is a little bit more tricky.
1: Wow. So tell me the the thinking behind the 200 billion club and and why is it named? Where does the name come from?
0: So um, Alison Rose, CEO of NetWest Group, um, RBS, she was invited by the government to do a report on uh, women entrepreneurship in the UK. And uh, one key point of the report said that if we were to invest in female entrepreneurship in the same way as best of class countries do, we could add 200 to 250 billion pounds to the UK GDP, so that's where we got the two hundred billion club from.
1: Wow. Okay. So, informing the two hundred billion club. Uh, so you've said that the market's only three percent now down to one and a half, which is frightening. Actually, it's so so small. Um, what can we what what can we do? what, what can you do to change that?
0: So uh, I co-founded it with Dr. Amber Gadar, and we went on a three-month research journey. So we spoke to academia, we spoke to investors. Uh, Amber herself has been through the, 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 the raise and the process herself as a female founder. And we looked at the, the information and research that is out there. And there were two key points that we felt that we could address that will help to move the needle in a positive direction to be able to get VCs and, and female-led startups sort of connected and have that deal flow happening. The first one is you need a warm introduction. Um, A lot of the VC world is all about networking, and they they ask each other, what do they think of other founders, uh, and, and networking is a key part of that, which is fine. But if that network is a boys club, how do the women get the doors open? So we now have 200 plus VC partners that work with us at the 200 billion club. We understand each of their investment thesis, and then when the founders come through our cohorts and they intelligently match that investment thesis, then then we'll put them in, in front of the VCs. So we're opening that door for them and giving that warm introduction the second part which is a bit more difficult to overcome is during the pitching process so as soon as you you show up and you reveal your identity uh, and you do your pitch then this is where the unconscious bias um, falls and comes into play so we're all exposed you know to the same media the same the the, the, the same cultures etc cetera, etc cetera. and so women as well as men fall prey to the unconscious bias. So a very famous um, research printed in the Harvard Business Review said, effectively men are asked promoted questions. So that's focusing on the opportunities of the startup. Whereas women are asked preventive questions, which is focusing on the risks and, and, and putting yourself in a defensible position. Why is that important? Because no matter who you ask, male or female, if you ask preventive questions, five times less likely to be able to raise than if you ask promotive questions so we tend to find male or female VC if you're a female founder you're asked preventive questions now the good news is when you understand and recognize a preventive question and you're prepared and you know how to answer in a promotive way then you can bypass this unconscious bias. Mm. so you can give yourself a much better chance of being able to be on the same playing level so that's really key that's interesting because I
1: was thinking because how do you It's very hard to change the VC, for example, but if you were the founder, you want to get through it. So do you help your cohort, people who come to you for um, the incubation process, you help them to recognize, prevent a question and to flip it Absolutely. It's part of the
0: coaching process that we do. So you need to know everything that you need to do. Know to tell a VC the information that they need to understand what you're doing, why you're doing it, why it should be you, what the market share is, what your go-to market is, etc. You know, everyone needs to say that regardless of their gender. But when it comes to women, you need to do a couple of extra things as well. So one is understanding promotive and preventive questions, and then being able to respond in a promotive way. That's huge. Yeah, absolutely. And the second key point is um, another piece of research that was done uh, called Don't Pitch Like a Girl. They said, okay, so we've seen that there is research out there in the VC pitching process when it comes to gender. Are there any other factors to play that we can have a look at? And effectively, they had four types of founders. They had male founders with masculine traits male founders with feminine traits, female founders with masculine traits, and female founders with feminine leadership traits. And no surprise, if you're a male founder with masculine leadership traits, the VCs much preferred you. But second was female founders with masculine leadership traits. So a masculine leadership trait is, is much more combative, much more aggressive, much more about competition. Whereas feminine leadership traits are much more about collaboration. Um, and, and sort of the softer skills side of things as it as it might be considered. So it's about matching what the VC wants to hear in terms of the content, but also in terms of how you deliver it in the context of that. So women tend to be much, they're really happy to talk very positively and boastfully about their team. They're much more reserved about themselves. But if you're the one that the VC is investing in, then they need to be able to hear from you Mm. how bullish you are, how um, confident you are. And you really need to tell them and be explicit about what you've achieved and why you're right for this. So we help women to do this. It seems to come much more naturally to men. uh, And that's quite interesting. The language that women use as well is more, um, uh, it might, it could um, whereas men will be, absolutely, we can do this, regardless, you know, the outcomes are the same in terms of, but the delivery of, of the language is, is key. So VCs are looking for that much more assuredness, much more um, masculine style leadership uh, sort of language. So that's also something else that we work with them. And it's interesting because you'll see our founders get the script. They've learned, you know, they learned their pitch, five minute, 15 minute, 20 minute pitches, you know, because you have different, different lengths for, di- for different parts of the stages of the conversation. Uh, and they've got the right language, and then they're asked a question and they fall back into uh, the feminine leadership style. So it's making sure again, that, uh, that they're, they're prepared for all the questioning and all the answering both from preventive and promotive styles, and also from the leadership um, style.
1: Interesting. So finally, Bridget, um, when women do get funding, I, I'm mm-hmm. sure you know the answer to this, um, Are there, is there data or stats to say that women Produce a, a bigger return, or a greater return, or more safe hands. Is there other any? Is there any figures to say apart? Diversity, yes. What are the yes.
0: So, so there are many, many reasons why underrepresented, overlooked, under underfunded founders, uh, including female founders, should get a better um, better shake from the VC. So the uh, Boston Consulting Group turned around and said, you know, generally women get half the funds and produce twice the profits. And now when we're looking at the fact that you know there's not as much money being um, put around and people are looking at how do we deliver profits and how can we do so on a much tighter budget this is this is right in the fast lane of, of female uh, founders and, and what they've done in, in in the past so that's that's really interesting so yes uh, it would be great that female founders get the right amount that they need mm-hmm. to be able to go off and to thrive in their startup but we know um, that the the data supports that they're much more conservative with their spend which uh, which leads to to greater profits pound for pound
1: it's very interesting if people want to find out more about especially the the 200 billion club where can they go and 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 why would they come to you
0: so we'd love to hear from any angel investors any vcs anyone who is looking for pre vetted deal flow um, with underrepresented founders, we've got our web three cohort that is already launched. Last year, we did a sector um, uh, a sector agnostic cohort, but for those in the web three world, we're doing a series a and then we're looking at precede um, to series a in web three. So if you're if you're looking for great investment opportunities, please reach out to us, or if you're a founder who is looking indeed to be able to have access to um, VC funding, then we can come. You know, we'd love to hear from you and, and see if you're right fit for our cohort. If you go onto the website wwwthe two zero zero bn dot club, then all the information's on there, and you can reach out to me as well on LinkedIn, Bridget Brilliant.
1: Greenwood. Thank you so much for your time, and let's get that percentage significantly higher in the next year.
0: Yes, and let's get more profits for everyone in the meantime.
1: Totally. Thank you so much for your time, Bridget. Uh, My pleasure. Rita Greenwood, founder of The Bigger Pie and co-founder of the 200 Billion Club. Thank you. Thank
0: you very much. Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Irish underscore Tech News. On Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Irish Tech News. On LinkedIn, LinkedIn.com forward slash company forward slash Irish tech news. On Instagram, Instagram.com forward slash
1: Irish And on TikTok, TikTok.com forward slash at Irish Tech News.